Blowing up world. I'm laughing. It's your boy, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you, you know, top of my house, below the roof, in the attic. This show, whew, out of breath. This show is called The Professionals and Animal Lover Show. And I chuckle because our guest and friend, Pete Maloney, is, is chowing down on some popcorn. And all it's doing for me is making me super jealous, man. I got to be honest with you. Um, so I, not to like put you, throw you under the bus, as they say in, in the business, but I, I yeah, thank you. Thank you. As if, as if we're we're not there technology wise, where we can get to a point where he can hand me a pass of, a piece of popcorn through the ether through the internet just yet. But I actually I I can imagine that microwave popcorn in the house. I should actually text somebody who's downstairs and have them make uh, make some popcorn. This is pals. What what's the name of the show, Tommy? D? This is the professionals and animal lovers show. I look at our website. It says we believe that the bond between animals is incredibly strong. Let's support one another so that everyone wins. Especially the animals. That was sort of like a remix. I didn't kind of set you up like that because I was reading it off the website, not where yeah. I need it from. A remix. And I, I almost, I almost like, I'm like Funkmaster Flex. I almost read what was in the parentheses, which is actually what you're supposed to read. Let's just get it together. This show, this community, this this whole like journey Val that we're on together and I consider it a journey and I I don't I'm not big on putting like posts on Facebook when you put though last week that this was our show anniversary of one year which is weird to me that 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 was a year because I remember standing in front of a 7-Eleven in Bayside you weren't there I was there and Mm -hmm. I was on the phone with you and Sam Leibowitz and we were figuring this out like July of last year like we really want to do the show and we're working the details out and now we've been doing it for a year that's just crazy how fast time flies right it was, it's like a blink and the community that we're building. And this is one of the reasons why I'm so excited to have Peter Maloney on is because he's an example of the types of people and professionals that we are attracting to the show. People who from all walks of life, you know, lawyers, uh, realtors, you know, uh, financial people, website people, whatever, there's animal lovers all over the place. They, they cross every walk of life, every vocation, every, you know, young to old, all spectrums, and they are magical. So to build this community and to garner attention to people who have compassion for the animals, it's just been magical. I even wrote something down, actually, that I wanted to just say really quick. Um, we are creating a, com- a compassionate community and we are impacting businesses. I just got a call the other day from someone who watched the show who wanted the contact information of an attorney who we, we had on because she wants to hire her. Amazing. And That's who this is. You did it, Val. <laughs> like that was the whole thing. That was your vision. That That's was your vision. vision, right? That was but it. also we're bettering the lives of animals through whether it's um, individual choices, like we just started feeding our dog raw, a raw diet, which we were close. We were making our own dog food for years, but because of Jana, the certified pet nutritionist that we had on, and because of Rob who owns uh, the canine shop, which is a raw, raw food um, store, you know, brick and mortar stores, um, we did a lot of research and we started doing it. And it, it, it's, so we're really having this impact. And I'm just thrilled because it is our pleasure, certainly, to to cast that spotlight onto people doing great things for animals. Yes. And, you know, again, this was Val's vision. And, you know, um, credit where credit's due. Val, you tell me I was like kind of the guy to push you into getting in doing this and not like saying no anymore. Yeah. And But, but honestly, you know, much of that community piece, I, I say, is and was your vision. And I will say this, because I just know as a networker, as a connector, that's who I am. That's what I'm all about. I, um, it was a Saturday morning. Quick story, everybody, because this is how we get to meet Peter Maloney. If this doesn't happen one Saturday morning, it's it's a Saturday morning, Val. I left my house at 2.30 a.m. I shot out to Long Island City, Queens, because I had to walk for an organization called Solace House. Okay. I do this walk. I help out. I volunteer. And I leave Long Island City and I go to like Bayshore, Long Island. And I'm out of Bayshore, Long Island for another walk for an organization, a veterans organization called Operation Vest. And when there was somebody that came up to sing the national anthem, and I, and Levy, you're probably listening, Lady in Red, 
You know that song? She was the lady in red that day. She had this red dress on and she sang, did a great job singing the national anthem. And then uh, um, we started chatting because I'm there serving Italian ISIS. Shout out to my dad, Ralph Isis Huntington, donating the ISIS to the nonprofits. I say, oh my God, Ann, you need to know my friend, my partner, Valerie, because you guys are going to, Val, I said, you're going to love each other. I mean, I think I, I, I love her. dude, I was like texting. I'm like, oh my God. And, and, and hung out with me while I was like scooping the ISIS. So we got to know each other. We're chatting. And, um, and that's how we get to meet Peter because she told us about you and she told us about yeah. working with you and your organization in the family business. So without like dancing around it anymore, let's get Peter into this conversation. Right. Peter Maloney, Maloney Funeral Homes. Uh, I, like I said, and you, we, we just, we had the opportunity, you and I and Val to meet about three weeks ago when we did our event here on the Island, but what you've done specifically to the animals for, for the animals or for your clients really with coda we're going to meet coda right well coda is he's right behind me right here you see that yes you i think so right there yeah i see so coda's, coda's getting his nails done today oh okay yes. i mean no judgment bougie but no judgment i mean oh well, super important little judgment maybe but I'm, I'm being silly it's super important. It'll be painful if they grow too long. But I just, yeah, Anne Levy, I, I feel it's such an affinity for her. And before I even met her, I felt super close. But to finish real quick the background, Anne worked for you, Peter, right, for a very long time. Yes. Peter Maloney owns, uh, is the owner-operator of Maloney Funeral Homes. And they have, uh, I believe, five locations predominantly. Seven. Okay, apologize. Okay. Um, Suffolk, <laughs> Suffolk County, New York. And, you know, Anne was a funeral director. Talk about compassion. You, that is a very important characteristic in that business. And um, without any further ado, I really would like to introduce you, Peter. And also, uh, you know, let's, let's talk about your wonderful comfort dog, Coda. Yeah. So, you know, it's interesting. If he were here, he'd be eating this popcorn alongside me. <laughs> whatever I eat, I share with him. But he, is, he is the best. Uh, he was at work last night, and um, uh, he brought such a, an element, a different element into the funeral home last night. I mean, he was just just so warm. He walked right up to people, and he'd lean on them and share, share his love. And... Uh, it's just a, it's just a wonderful wonderful experience and you know amazingly he was this coda uh, was was rescued from a kennel down in southern Arkansas many years ago my daughter my daughter who actually adopts uh, puppies or foster he's, she's a foster parent until the, the dog so she, so she does some foster but she brought the dog in because they were going to put coda down. And she grabbed the dog with her roommates, and she brought Coda home um, at Thanksgiving. Hold on uh, a second. Can I just ask you a question about that? Can you tell me, um, at that point in time, how old approximately Coda was? He was a puppy. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, he was a puppy. He was he he he's uh, he was a puppy when she rescued him, and um, and then he, she brought him home to New York, and. When she went back to college, he stayed with me and my wife, and uh, and we raised him. And throughout the years, we've trained him, and you know he's he's been he's been amazing. And yeah. uh, you know, I never really thought that I was going to have a uh, a grief dog. Okay. And um, I was in in Florida with a, another friend of mine who's from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and. Um, and he has a grief dog and we were having dinner and he says, you need to get a grief dog. You need to, you need to train that dog and you need to bring him into the funeral home because people are going to love it. And I thought, oh my gosh, that's an awful lot of work. Yeah. This is going to be work. So I went home, I went home and I had this big family meeting with my wife and the kids. I said, we're going to, we're going to get together and we're going to train this dog. And they were like, yeah. <laughs> and then it all fell on. You know, you know who was really wonderful with with helping me though was was uh, Sublime Canine, and Sublime. they like right yeah Sublime Canine. They're actually in Nassau County, so um, 
So I worked with them and we trained for months and months with CODA and um, to, to get him so that he would be ready to see families. And, and then he was tested and everything. We did all that and, and okay. uh, trained, trained him uh, four, four times a day, 15 minutes a day, every day for about six months. And then I had a handler come in once a week to work with me. And, um, you know, this was all given my background. You see, I'm, I'm a marketer. I, I went to school, have a business degree, and marketing is my background. And I thought, ah, well, this is great. I'm going to get some ink on this, and I'm going to get some papers to write about the dog. And, yeah. you know, he's the first one on Long Island. And then after that, I really didn't care. So <laughs> at first. So long story short, I come in. I bring the dog to the funeral home for the first time. The lady's holding the dog. She's crying and holding the dog. And oh my gosh, I'm crying. I'm looking at the dog and I'm like, this is unbelievable. So uh, that's how it really started. Mm -hmm. And he's been amazing. He's got a, he's, he wears a vest uh -huh. and um, it's an American flag. He loves veterans. You know, someone wants some, some lady said, well, how do you know he likes veterans? I said, but he told me, what do you think? <laughs> he told me he likes veterans. Look, he can tell, look at his vest. So yeah. get a nice laugh out of that. And, um, uh, but, but, you know, it's his pet, please pet me. I'm friendly because many times, you know, dogs invest and, you know, support dogs. They don't want you to handle them. Right. So I put a sign on him to, um, it says, please pet me. I'm friendly. So, so, so many questions already. Um, getting back to uh, uh, the designation, is it, he's a, an official grief dog or is it a therapy dog or is it a, what's uh, the official? I call him the, he's a grief dog. He's a grief therapy oh. dog. Okay. How old was he when he started the training? He was um, just a little over a year old. Okay, so still pretty much a puppy. Did yeah. is there like a cutoff for age? Like if you wanted to start training your eleven year old dog to become a grief, like is that too late? You know That's what I mean? Too late. Too late. Too okay, late. so yeah. three or under. You need to. You need to. I mean, in my, this is just my opinion. Okay. My opinion is that that if you're going to train your dog, you need to start right away. I mean, if you want if you want him to be a therapy dog, you need to start out at a very young age. Young. It takes a certain right. personality. Dogs yeah. have, have a certain disposition in order to do those things. Now, can you train a dog later on in life to do certain things? Yeah, but sure. I don't know. If you can, I don't know if you can train a train a dog a therapy to be a therapy dog when they're up in age. They've already oh, formed and developed. Right. You can't. I don't know a lot about things, but I know you can't teach an old dog new tricks. I'm not sure about <laughs> training, but I believe when yeah. it's when it comes yeah. to tricks, if the dog is old, you can't teach him new ones. Oh, okay. I know that that holds true for me, certainly, but um, yeah, you know, look, uh, the reason I'm asking prior to uh, hearing about CODA, um, I believe I've heard of, it was, um, so there's emotional support animals, then there's service animals, then there's therapy, right, animals, and then there's things like bomb sniffing dogs and drug, you know, uh, I don't yeah. even know exactly. Yeah. Right. So there's all of these like different um, designations and some of them are taken more seriously than others. For example, an ESA, an emotional support animal, which I basically believe every animal is kind of an emotional support animal. <laughs> but anyway, um, you know, you can't really travel with that. Like there's a lot of hotels or flights. They'll just tell you, okay, this is not a service animal. Right. So there's all these different levels, which is why I think the delineation is important so that people won't think, oh, I can just call my dog a therapy dog and bring him to work with me. You know what I mean? There is a process in place. I'd love to also. I think we should explore that. Uh, yeah, I'm going to, I just, we're going to yeah. take a quick break, Val. But okay. I'd love to explore that on another show. Yeah. Let's bring on somebody who knows those different designations. So yeah. shout out to the internet. If you, uh, if you are a specialist in those different delineations or designations of what a therapy dog is, a grief dog is, a bomb sniffing dog, if that's its own, I'm guessing that's its own thing. Well, come let us know and we'll bring you on the show and you can show us uh, 
you yeah. know, the differences. Shout out to Sublime Canine. I shared it on Facebook, sublimecaninedogtraining.com. Shout out to you all. We look forward to connecting with you. We don't know you yet, but we know Peter and he's vouching for y'all. So we'll <laughs> connect. Uh, Peter Maloney is here. Maloney Funeral Homes, seven locations on Long Island. Um, look, when you have that situation at the loss of life, you need somebody who's really going to want to connect with you, be compassionate. And what better way to have beautiful Coda looking up at you and giving you a hug when you need one more than ever. Um, we will be right back. This is Pals Professionals and Out of a Lover Show. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy. And I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you on edge? Hey, we live in challenging, edgy times, so let's lean in. I'm Sandra Bargeman, the host of The Edge of Every Day, which airs each Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges. That's The Edge of Every Day on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. We've returned. Professionals and Adam Lover Show, we're back. I'm sharing the website for the Maloney family funeral home. And there's a video on there you can check out right now. But you don't have to watch it now because we're live and we have Peter here. And we're going to talk about CODA and things of that nature and how CODA has made an impact. But before we do that, Val, I know you have a lot of questions because we always have a lot of questions. So together, we probably have like 2 million questions. But let's I, I want to, Peter, if you could, because I think it's so important in my estimation of business, when a business is made through multiple generations, I love that story. You know, I, I have a friend who has a, a company, he's up in, um, up in the Bronx, uh, Hunt's Market, and his great, great grandfather used to go through the streets of New York City with bags of lemons, selling lemons. And now they own a big major produce company. And it's, their story is it all started with a lemon because it started with the old man in New York City selling lemons. So I wonder, can you tell us the genesis story about this family business? Sure, you can. Sure, that's, that's a really, it's a really great story too. My grandfather came over from Ireland and he settled in central Islip in the early 1900s. And when he got here, he didn't have anything. So he went to the CI State Hospital, the psych hospital over there, and he got a job as a farmhand. And they, they allowed him to uh, uh, eat with the patients, and he, he got to sleep with the farm animals. And that's how he started over here in, in, in New York, coming over from Ireland. Now, um, and then in 1933, he opened up the first Maloney funeral, 1933 in Central Iceland. And uh, from there, we, my dad opened up in 1962 in Lake Ronkonkoma. And then 1978, we, we uh, opened our third location. I was actually just in high school at that point. I was only in ninth grade. I remember sweeping the floors as a kid, but, but um, I could tell you so many stories about growing up in the, in the, funeral, fun, in the funeral business. I used to live on top of the funeral home. So, 
So I always tell people, three days after I was born, I've been I, I've been here ever since. So I, I lived on top of the funeral home, and we used to go down and play in the chapels as kids. My father used to go, who's touching the hands? So, um, oh, you know. my goodness. I, <laughs> I'm scared, though. I'm scared, Val, because I'm a little, I'm, I'm very, I'm nervous about certain things. And that always, I'll never forget that movie, and I feel like I brought it up on this show before. But my girl... <laughs> With the girl Veda Saltonpuss with little uh, Thomas J when he yeah. did boil the bees. Like I Peter, is there like do you get um I I'm freaked out to this day at 44 years old when I'm in a funeral parlor. And I don't know why. I don't know why. I can't answer that for you. That's like me my therapist and I'll work through that type of stuff. Tommy. Yes. Hey, listen, me. Tommy, listen, let me tell you something. It's the ones with the heartbeat are the ones that are gonna hurt you. Yeah. So, That's right. That's right. You, know, you don't need to worry about the ones that are here at the funeral. <laughs> oh my goodness, that is so true. You know, it's he's first of all, he's been around it forever. So he's clearly, you know, he's desensitized to it. And that is like I I I don't know. I feel like that's kind of normal. Like people who grow up around guns, like guns is no big deal for them. You know what I mean? So right. it really depends on right. what you're used to, yeah. right? But yeah. um I will say I got in trouble once. I'll never forget this. It was 1979. My grandmother passed. I was pretty young and I got in trouble because um, the funeral, I called them funeral cards. I forgot what they're called. The laminated little memory cards. Yeah. Most of the time they're like religious, right? So they have like Mary and then, you know, Jesus, Mary, Joseph, whatever. My cousin and I, who's like a year apart, we started a, a game of cards like based on how many people were on the cards if it was like one two or three <laughs> it was like go fish or whatever we we got so much we took all the cards and we're sitting there playing <laughs> oh gosh oh, yeah. but you so, know i wanted to talk about or ask you about um so a couple of things first of all knowing that coda such a beautiful and magical dog right this this incredible compassionate um sentient being as a puppy was on a euthanasia list and i i can't even call it a euthanasia list because the definition is a merciful you know killing basically it's meant for when animals are suffering and like when a horse breaks their leg or something like that but um this is just a kill list this is what shelters do and um you know it's one of our passions here is to try to impact shelter reform so that healthy adoptable animals like Coda, I mean, they shouldn't be killed. And can you imagine, Peter, your life without Coda today? He's the best dog I've ever had in my entire life. That's what I'm I, And, you know, I mean, he's got a collar. I put a tracking on him last year. We lost him for about eight hours. I, I was like, I'm not leaving until I find my dog. I had dogs. I mean, he, yeah. we were out for a walk in the woods and he got spooked and, and he ran, ran back to the car circled the car and then kept going and it was a horrible it was a horrible horrible day but no i i couldn't imagine the coda has brought me such joy and pleasure when we're together and you know i mean he's just he comes he rides in a really fancy car now and you know <laughs> and we have a lot of fun together and i take him everywhere i yeah. take him everywhere i take him to work yeah. um he was at work yesterday he'll be at work later later this evening and, and the um, impact that he's yeah. having on these people, if, if you don't mind, would you share with us a couple of um, most, I would say, uh, endearing or yeah. uh, memorable I, moments? Yep. Sure. There was there was a there was a, um, a case where um, a woman, a woman actually uh, lost her daughter. She you know, you know, we're in a, a, a drug epidemic here on Long Island and uh, her daughter overdosed. And she was a young girl, and the, I, I brought the dog in, and, and she, her, her mom was was leaning into the casket and just in grief, seeing her daughter. And and I brought the dog in, and and uh, Coda, Coda, I walked up with Coda, and he lied down on the floor. And this woman got on the floor, lied down, and just hugged the Coda, and uh, and that was a really you know moving moment. But yeah. the most important thing was that. She called me about a week later, this woman, and she says, Pete, I just wanted to call you and I just wanted to thank you for bringing Coda because the minute I saw Coda, I knew everything was going to be okay. Isn't and that 
incredible. Yeah. And that, and that right there was like an amazing, an amazing thing. And so, so I have story over story like that. I had during COVID, I had a man that his, his mom passed away and nobody came to the funeral. Nobody came. We were at Pine Lawn Memorial Park and I brought Coda with me because I thought it was me and Coda and this man. And this man wrote a eulogy and read a eulogy to nobody about his mom at the grave. And and Coda Coda sat right next to him the whole time. It was just right there. It was just... You know, one of those, I can, I can tell you story after story yeah. like that. He, he was in the office and this, he was lady, lady, he had, she was, had him sitting in her lap. He was in her lap. He's a, yeah. you know, he's a 70 pound dog and she wanted him. She was, he was literally sitting in this woman's lap. <laughs> Hold yeah. on. It, was, it was just an amazing thing. And, and he's been a blessing. I you know? wish that. So it's so ironic to me that you're saying that because, um, when my father passed, which was just, uh, we just passed the 11 year mark, August 28th. Um, you know, I remember being so afraid that nobody was going to come to the funeral home, um, for his services because he passed literally it, there was that storm. They called it hurricane Irene. I don't know if it was technically a hurricane or whatever, but a lot of power outages and whatnot. So the funeral home that we had was, um, kind of far from most of my friends that were like from Long Beach and Mineola. So this place is in Avenueville. But anyway, there was this giant uprooted tree that was blocking the road that you actually need to take to get to the funeral home. And there were power lines down and all of that. And I am telling you, I was in like, oh, oh my God, no one's going to come. So to actually, but thankfully it was packed. But the point is the, the thought of no one being around to mourn, you know, to help you grieve and mourn your friends, your family. If there's nobody there, that is so sad. So for Coda to be there, to be able to offset, you know, and, and give this gentleman at least some ears, right. And, and compassion. Oh my God. That's, that's really, um, tear jerking. Do they come back to visit like people like that gentleman or the woman who tragically lost her daughter or like, I would think they'd have such connection to this animal, you yeah. know, to the spirit. Yeah. And do they come by and see the dog? Like, what's that about? Um, well, you know, I have a lot of families requesting Coda now. And I mean, you know, I have a Hello. family call and say, are you the funeral home with the dog? Because we want, we want the funeral home with the dog. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, that's that's been really um, tremendous. And then, of course, anytime anybody wants Coda to, to be here, it, you know, he, he's free. It doesn't cost anything for Coda to show up. So it's just yeah. him and I um, and committed to the community, committed to providing um, an atmosphere where, where people can feel um, comfortable and uh, express their grief in any way that they want within our funeral homes. That's that's what's made us the leader in the funeral industry. Does he get to, so we're going to go to break in a second, and I have a question I'm going to set up for when we come back from break, but does he go around and does he work at uh, all the different locations? Is he like, does he have a home base? Like, And is there opportunities maybe where he, he could have some friends? That There's that much demand. It sounds like a lot of demand. Uh, it's an amazing thing, and people are like, this is just such a wonderful thing that you're doing. But, you know, he has a place. He has his place right here in my office, right here in, in Lake Ronkonkoma. But we visit all of our locations. There's no place that we won't go. He jumps right in the car. He loves to go. He puts the vest on. My, my vest has a little pro, I have a little protocol. I have a little, little uh, Velcro strip on the back so I can, I can attach uh, tissues to his back. So he, he walks into the... Idea. And so he walks into the chapel and he's got his vest on and he's got tissues for anybody. Oh that needs my God. I mean, as sad as these things can be, you know, especially if it's a young person, but as sad as death is at times, because uh, it's not always sad, right? It's not. It's no. Right. But as it can be, how do you not get a kick out of it when this guy comes in on a whole forest with tissues on his back? How do you not yeah. laugh? And That's and brilliant. right. Oh, my God. It's so great. It's so great. All right. We do have to take a quick break. It's part of the show. But I want to I'm looking at the website, Peter. So I want to kind of tee this up. 
there was a you've had celebrity softball excuse me charity softball games um maybe there were celebrities there maybe i'm just making that part up but i see that there's a lot of different nonprofit organizations that maloney has gotten involved with and certainly you know we talk a lot about community here on the program we talk a lot about being involved so i'd love to hear more about you know some of the stuff you you as an organization have gotten involved with in the community whether it be nonprofits animal related or otherwise and uh and we'll keep the conversation going um wait we have a visitor hold that we're not going to break just yet dylan who is that valerie phoebe says hello hi phoebe i haven't seen phoebe in a while she hasn't come on she's you know she's uh reluctantly be like dwindling down her cameos because we don't pay her enough Oh, all right. Well, <laughs> I don't know. We'll have to find out what Coda's rate is, and we'll see if we can get you to see. <laughs> all right, we'll be right back, pals. Are you passionate about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. And we're back. Val, bring us back because I was showing our website while we were at break. Well, speaking of our website, so on our website, <laughs> we have um, a description of our upcoming event, the inaugural Compassion Awards. And I have to tell you, Peter Maloney is one of our beloved and appreciated sponsors. And I also have to tell you that um, actually, Peter, I don't know if I've mentioned this to you, but you were like the easiest conversation, like the quickest turnaround. Like when I reached out to you and I told you what we were doing, you were also very encouraging. You were like, oh, this is a great idea. And you didn't hesitate at all. Um, and I'm not saying that others did, but you know, sometimes they've got to get corporate approval and whatever. And sometimes it takes a few weeks or 30 days, et cetera. Um, but you were like, let's do it. And I'm, I'm so grateful to you that you see uh value in what we're trying to do and so thank you for being one of our sponsors <laughs> you bet i'm glad gracias, that i can be a part of it gracias pedro i just felt like i wanted to say it in spanish <laughs> you know i wanted to ask about another benefit which i i believe is uh inevitable but we haven't talked about this but um obviously with seven locations you have staff all over the place uh and i'm sure it runs like a well-oiled machine but how does CODA impact like the morale of your staff? It's a tough business sometimes. The, the staff love CODA. Yeah. They, he comes in, I say, come on, CODA, we got to go to the office. We got to go share the love with the staff today. Yeah. And he <laughs> goes around, they all got treats in their desk for him. And, <laughs> and they, oh, he, he's he's the best. He comes, in, he comes in and someone might be having a horrible day, but he puts a smile on their face. He comes right over to him. He's not bashful, and uh, he's 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 really been a great element in in that respect too. Kind of lifting spirits for sure yeah. around yeah. here for staff. So yeah, um, 
you know, sometimes, you know, being in a funeral home, it can be, work can be hard and, you know, it can be kind of, you know, kind of a, a little bit down, or I guess, or, you know, stressful. So uh, he, he brings, he brings it, brings the life right back into the room, you know, and the, the, he, I love that. Does, he does an amazing job at, at uh, boosting morale. I can't even, and, and again, not to beat a dead horse, uh, you know, the no kill movement is something I'm, I'm very much a part of and a proponent of, but they were going to kill this dog and look how yeah. much love and joy and, and relief, you know, this, this wonderful animal provides. Um, it's so, an amazing thing, you know, because it, it went full circle. They were going to put him down and now he's actually helping people that have suffered a loss. Yeah. Ripple, ripple effect. Thing. It's a total blessing. And that's yeah. your daughter who she fosters these pets or she adopts them, you said originally? My, my, my daughter is, uh, uh, my daughter Erin lives in the New York City and she has been um, like a foster parent to some of some dogs. So she's had several of them, but she loves doing this too. So she's, she's such a blessing to, to yeah. the little puppies and you know, take, taking over some of the dogs and just making sure they find that she finds them a nice home. And, um, and then she moves on to the next one. So, it all the time. Yep. Fostering literally saves lives. And this is a phenomenal, you know, case in point. Um, you know, I, I want to ask you too, on the business side of things, because Tommy and I are both avid networkers. Um, typically speaking, you know, what would be a great connection for yourself professionally, uh, you know, and, and, or anything else, but, um, you know, ideally if we were to call you up and say, Hey, Peter, I really want you to meet my friend. So-and-so we've, I've known them for five or 10 years. And I think you guys could connect on a professional level. Uh, what, who would that be? What does that look like? Well, uh, listen, I, I, I'm, I like to network. And I, I meet all kinds of different people because, listen, everybody needs our service. It's not like, you know, uh, uh, you're, you're not going to, you know, none of us get it. None of us escape it. Yeah. So, you know, just the fact that I get to, I get the opportunity to contribute to networking groups by being present is really tremendous because, because not, nobody really wants to talk about death and dying. So when they, when they yeah. get to know me and they see, oh, Maloney's, there he is, or, you know, Maloney Funeral Homes, you know, people, people will approach me and they'll, they'll ask me questions, which is right. great because then I can answer some of their questions that they've always had, but they've never known who to ask. So, so you know, all, I, 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 we're, in, we're in the business networking. We're in, we, you know, we do all kinds of different things. We, we support the different causes. Um, right. Uh, dying to live is another cause, Tommy. That, that yeah, what's that? Tell us about dying to live. What's that? Dying, dying to live is a is a cause that we we did our annual softball game, and uh, the dying to live cause is is for parents that uh, have have uh, their children have died of drug overdoses. So mm-hmm. you know, it's a it's a. Let me tell you something. Okay, it's a war zone out there, mm-hmm. and. It is, it's, people don't talk about it, but the drugs are a bad problem on Long Island. Yeah. And, um, you, you know, uh, so, so we, we've taken that cause up and we've made some donations there. And um, any, anyway, the veterans, you know, Long Island Veterans Home, Long Island State Veterans Home in Stony Brook, mm-hmm. avid, avid advocates of, of them and supporters of them and any of their programs. So, so we're, we're open to all different type of, um, community involvement through, throughout, whether it's business or just uh, not-for-profit or whether it's the chamber. I mean, we're, we're, all, we're all over the place. I have my, my son, my nephew, my niece, my brother, myself. We're all out in the community. Yeah. yeah. So. I heard you guys recently sponsored a, uh, a duck diving event where the dogs, like they start off on a dock and they throw the <laughs> rope or frisbee whatever it is and the animals jump into the pool and it's all about distance how much do i love that was that the one out in port jeff like a few i was port jefferson yeah Yeah, we we sponsored that kevin woods was the uh (laughs) was the point guy on that he's a great guy he does a lot of these podcasts too 
And uh, but he came to me, and we we were a supporter there. Yeah, so they had a they had a great show, great turnout out there. I love that. That's like one of my favorite competitions, if not my favorite. I'm I'm dying to attend one. My dog will not jump into the water, even like if it's a puddle, he he'll go around it. So he's not eligible for the competition. <laughs> Maybe get him a two. Get him some swimmies or something like that. Maybe that's what he needs. I have the vet. Are you kidding? I have I have every accessory you can imagine. We got. Are you the kidding? Are you kidding? <laughs> I would think you don't have all that. Of course, I got that gear. I got a question. I got a business question again for Peter yeah. too. So like, I, all right. So you are, if I do the math right, grandpa in thirty three, dad in sixty two, third location nineteen seventy eight, which is the same year I was brought to this planet, or I or I was born. Like. <laughs> I, I'm curious now. So you're third generation, is that correct? Yes. So your your nieces and nephews and your own children will be fourth. And are, are they fourth? Or like even Aaron? Generation. You're, we're at fourth generation that they're in the business now. Yeah. That's great, man. That's all awesome. generations. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. So it's pretty pretty neat and pretty pretty exciting time. And then uh, yeah, so in '78 we opened Holbrook, and then. <clears throat> Um, 91, we built another one in, in Bohemia. And then we built another one in, in Hopog. In 94, uh, we, we built an Hopog. And then, then um, I put the crematory in. We're the only funeral home on Long Island that has a crematory right here on right here in Lake Ronkonkoma. So, mm. so we put that in 94 as well. And then um, in 2008, we, we purchased a property in, in Port Jefferson Station. And then uh, 2016, I was riding my mountain bike out in Moab. And uh, I got a phone call that there was a property that, that might be coming up for sale. So that particular one is out in Santa Mauritius, which was an amazing thing because that family started right around the same time. Their grandfather started right around the same time my grandfather started. So That's it was a perfect fit. So we took that property over and we've been, we've been really blessed. So, so put all the, put, put all the jokes on the side, you know, like sometimes I say a silly thing when I pass by a cemetery, I'll just say the joke, you know, people are dying to get into that place, that whole shenanigans thing, right. That my uncle taught me when I was a kid, but to put all the jokes aside, I mean, this is a, 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 an industry that really isn't going anywhere. I'm sure financial times may be affected somewhat, but for the most part, you got to do something when someone passes, right. Is it, do you see the business as an opportunity for your, for you and the family, fourth, fifth, sixth generations into this thing to continue to grow, um, is is that like a the bigger family picture to keep? Like you say, recently the newest location. Where do you? And again, I see you smiling, so I don't know if you don't want to talk too much about giving away secret ideas and stuff like that. Well, uh, you know, it it gets harder and harder um, to to manage things as as things progress. You know, there's a lot a lot of a lot of regulations, a lot of regulatory stuff, a lot of government intervention into 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 businesses, and you know, um, so you know, personnel. There's challenges just like any other organization, just like any other industry. Yeah. You know, personnel, employee challenges. Um, you have uh, government government regulations, a lot of that. So now it's more and more, and you know, it, it wears you down. It Does. wears you down. But we're we're always we're always seeking opportunities. We're always looking for new ways to uh serve the community um you know we're, we're doing food service now you know so so we we we, we have a tribute center in lake ronkonkoma where where families can come and they can have their visiting in the afternoon and then they can go out to our tribute center and have their guests eat oh all right so that's done. good right and somebody was getting... eating, they, and then when they're finished they just go back inside that's great chapel. so that's that's great because I... they usually <laughs> Right, you go somewhere from that two to four, then there's the break, and there's you know seven to nine. Whatever. So somewhere, so you figure, well, why have them leave completely? Why not keep them with right. us? So yeah. they can bring, they can kind of bring in their own food or their own catering, or we can cater for them. You know, we have we have vendors, we yeah. have vendors that are ready to do those kinds of things. So you have to be creative, you have to be innovative, and you always also... have to find new ways to serve the families. I like the idea too. I'll just throw this out there real quick. I mean, um, a, another thing you could offer potentially, I'm in love with this idea. It's hard to, like you say, think about it or talk about it, but when slash if my dog predeceases me, which I don't want to happen, but anyway, if that happens, um, I'm leaning towards um, converting the ashes into a stone, like a diamond or, you know, a precious, yeah. semi-precious metal. Um, so anyway, uh, 
there is a company that does it. You guys could probably do an affiliate thing if you wanted to, if you're so inclined. But yeah, we do. Uh, they do it we, for people, right? Yeah, we've done that. We've, we've oh, done good. that. They can they can turn they can turn the 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 uh, uh, the ash yeah. into yeah. into like a blue stone. So yeah, um, I think that's so, incredible. So, I really listen, do. I keep writing Mick Jagger because I want to make him a Rolling Stone, but um, you know he's, yeah. he hasn't gotten back to me yet. I, I hear you, man. you know. I hear you, you know? man. We're just trying to get no. some satisfaction over here the same way. So I told. <laughs> so, but there's another. Listen, there's another company though, Valerie. Yeah. And it's called Parting Stones. Okay. Okay. And they actually can take the cremated remains. Yeah. Turn them into like into rocks. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. There's another one too. I saw it on Shark Tank. I forgot what it's called. But there's uh, another I, one you can turn it into diamonds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, yeah. it's not cheap, but I think it's the coolest no. thing because the, you know, like they say, the diamonds, diamonds are forever. The diamonds are expensive. The parting stones are more reasonable. They're about eight hundred dollars. But then I'm uh, always telling people, listen, go. You can get stoned at Maloney's. <laughs> Oh my goodness! <laughs> well, listen, you know what, Peter? The green wave has been across this country, so you can get stoned at Maloney's if you want to, I guess, legally. And then eat popcorn. Yeah, that's right. And then you can eat popcorn. Wow, Val, good job. You know, and with, and with cremation, it's your last chance to have a smoking hot body. So, uh, <laughs> He's got all the jokes. I love it. Oh my God! Huh? Before, Tommy, I, listen, I, I outdid you. I outdid you today, Tommy. You did. I you did. You did not. Oh, Maloney, you got me, kid. I, I'm, I'm done. Not worthy. I'm not worthy. I'm, I bow down to you. You are hysterical. I can't wait to hang out again. All right, we do have to take a quick break from all this silliness <laughs> and business at hand. Valerie's hiding. She's left the show. <laughs> Valerie has left the program. Uh, look, shout out to the New York Metropolitans, up 5-1 on the Buccaneers out of Pittsburgh. Just let's go match. we got to say that because this is a live show, and that is a live game. Uh, this is Pals. We'll be right back to finish off. <laughs> hey, everybody. It's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector, coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. In a post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be Frank About Health to advocate for all of us. Calling all pet lovers... Pet Avengers, assemble! On the Professionals and Animal Lovers show, we believe the bond between animal lovers is incredibly strong. It mirrors that bond between pets and their owners. Through this program, we come together to learn, educate, and advocate. Join us live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. at talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. This is Pals, Professionals and Animal Lovers Show. Peter, I want to ask you a quick question because I'm sharing your website, or at least that was my intention. I hope I am right now on Facebook, uh, Mm -hmm. where it says plan now. And as you said a couple minutes ago, you said, you know, no one really wants to talk about death. No one wants to talk about, I'm sure, pre-planning for this. Although, in all reality, Morrison, Jim Morrison told us no one gets out alive. And if no one gets out alive, it probably makes sense to do some planning. So, do you have a run right on the website pre-planning checklist? For, it's a practical thing to do, right? Like in in reality, yeah. not just because. You know, Let me you're, tell you something. It's the best thing that you can do for your family, right? Because you're leaving them without you your yes. family and for yeah. yourself. Yeah, it's it's it tells people what you want done with your body when you're done with it. 
Yep. And, and I'll go one step like that. And then yeah. people say, oh, I have it in my will. Well, nobody has ever brought a will to me where we read the will. Wills are read after funerals. So, yeah. you know, that's just a that's just a poor objection of denial. So the reality is that everyone should plan. You should you should have a plan in place. We live alternate lifestyles today. Many, many people live differently. There's ways to protect yourself and your family against any hardship. If you don't have a plan in place, there's two things that you can expect, confusion and money problems. Mm -hmm. If you have a plan in place, there's two things that you can expect as well. Ease of service and money is usually not an issue. Mm -hmm. Everything else can be settled and set up. Many people, if they live, if there's two, you know, alternative lifestyles, there's an agent form. You can designate someone to be your agent, okay? But if you don't have that and you're living with your boyfriend or whoever, okay, mm -hmm. and you die, and even though you've been there with them for 20 years, they have no rights. Mm -hmm. They can't do anything. So I'll take it one step further. You, 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 need to, you need to have that agent form and you need to have a plan in place. I can't tell yeah. you that. I can't stress that enough. You know, and I, I want to take it just one step further years. if I can. Oh, yeah. sorry. I'm sorry. Can you? Go ahead. Okay. I apologize. Um, this is personal, but you know, it's the truth. So uh, my husband and I moved out of state and uh, you know, we really don't know a lot of people here or what have you. And um, long story short, you know, we had like a little bit of close call on the road and it sparked this whole conversation. Right. And I was like, I wouldn't even know what to do. God forbid you passed away. I wouldn't even know where to begin. I don't know anybody here. Uh, my husband's Jewish. I'm not, I'm like traditionally, right. There's a minion that's supposed to happen, which means you're supposed to get like 10 or 11 Jewish people into the home within 24 hours to do a prayer. I don't even know 10 or 11 people. What? I'm like, what would I do uh, other than call your brother who's in New York? You know what I mean? And then he was like, well, what would you, what would you want? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, just cremate me. I don't know, whatever. <laughs> like, but like, where are the services going to be? Where are we going to be buried? Yeah. You know, all that, like we haven't covered it. I mean, that's just the truth. And I do from firsthand experience, know, uh, like when I went with my mom, to take care of the services after my dad passed and plan. Every time she had an emotional moment, it was because we didn't know. We didn't know what kind of, you know, casket. We didn't know what kind of services that he wanted. Did he want to skip the wakes, just do the funeral? Picking out these cards, these things, that was the easiest part because my dad was a nature lover. So we picked first. Okay. You know, but like, if you don't know, you're right emotional volcanoes all over the place. Your, it's, it, the study shows that your mental acuity diminishes by 50%, 55% when you experience emotional trauma. So making decisions after you've experienced the loss is not really the best time to be doing it. So okay. it happens, but it's not the best way to do it. And, you know, it can be very emotional. There's no, there's no question about it. Um, but having that plan yeah. in place certainly provides you with some peace of mind. Uh, you know, so that you you can you can have uh, funerals are as you can, as unique as the individual too. You can yeah. make it special. You can yeah. make it special. You can make it Maloney. Ah, I wish Coda was around for when my da or uh, or a, a grief dog at that time. I that would have made a world of difference. I feel you know for us, yeah. no, no doubt about it. But. Wow. Valerie, yeah. um, first of all, make it special, make it Maloney Val. I don't know if you missed that one, but that's a classic. I mean, we'll, I'm going to use that later, but I want to say Val, wasn't there a story and I think you shared it on the show. So it's going to be personal, but I think we've already shared it out here in the world, yeah. but your dad, when he was, when he was real sick, um, wasn't there a rabbit or a bunny? Can you yeah. Talk story real quick? yeah. Well, anyway, this is, this is still on the living side, but, um, what a difference this, rehab on Hempstead Turnpike, uh, where my dad was, he, we all knew he was iffy, you know, he was in and out of neuro ICU like several times. And, um, I was visiting him. I went to get a cup of coffee on my way back. I see a pair of ears pop out. Like the Porter had a bunch of boxes and ears. And I'm like, uh, what's going on over here? So I stopped the guy and he says, Oh, we have some therapy animals and they visit the patients. And I dragged into my dad's room. And I, you know, my dad was just the biggest animal lover ever, especially dogs, but 
he lifts up this giant, you know, hair. <laughs> it wasn't even a bunny. It was like an oversized rabbit. And my dad, who was pretty much very lethargic and like non-responsive and all of that, lit up like, forget it. It was, he, he kind of sat up, he smiled, he starts petting the rabbit. He even started laughing. And I was just, it was like magical. So I really believe in the power of, of these wonderful sentient beings so much. And, you know, this is why I'm trying to round people up and create my own little army so that codas out there as puppies are not just going to be killed and discarded. Yeah. There's so much more of that they need to do for us and the world and we have to save them. Yeah. So special. We are we're out of time now so peter last final note and then i got a bunch of shout outs we got to do real quick actually you know what peter before you do that paula carosa warner asks me on facebook is this funeral home in queens as i know peter you do not have a queens location so could you shout out all your locations for me real quick well we're, we're located in we're located in central suffolk county but we serve the five boroughs and all of long island oh, so people great. travel to us People travel to us because of the service we provide. The tribute center is like the key element too, because you come out here, you have your service, you can eat and then finish your service and have the cremation all in one spot. Right. So, 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 so you'll serve the five boroughs. So there's your answer for that, Paula. Yeah. If, if this is hi, relevant. Hi, Paula. Val saying hello. Um, I'm saying hello as well. Peter, say hello to Paula. Hey, Paula, how you doing? <laughs> how you doing? <laughs> all right. So I, I won't even stay, steal your tagline, Maloney. Take it away. Send us out with your tagline and the whole thing. Well, my tagline, I don't, I don't really have a tagline. You just said one. You so said I, yeah, well, make it special. Make it Maloney. And, you know, I had a lady once who called and she was complaining because she saw me on television too much. We do a lot of advertising. She, Why the heck should I use Maloney's? I said, well, you know, if you use Maloney's, you'll get to heaven faster. So <laughs> she laughed like heck at that. And and uh, she said, all right, I'll come in and prearrange with you. So. But uh, you want to be treated nice. You want to be treated special. We're, we're real people here. Our staff is wonderful. And uh, we're eager to serve the community. And there's Coda. And we got Coda. We got Coda <laughs> chomping at the bit. He's, he loves being here. We got Coda. Val, say something before we go. Thank you very much for being here, Peter. Thank you very much for sponsoring our event and embracing our vision. And, um, you know, thank you to all of our listeners and viewership. We love you. And without you, we would have no reason to do this. Awesome. All right. M-O-L-O-N-E-Y-F-H.com. M-O-L-O-N-E-Y-F-H.com. Maloney Families Funeral Homes. Uh, shout out real quick. Paula, Mick Collins, Linda, uh, Jen Capeza, our guest from last week, checking in on Facebook. I leave you all with this. The greatness of a nation and its moral progress can be judged by the way its animals are treated. Yay, Gandhi. Yay, Gandhi. Yay, Gandhi. Thanks, Maloney. I thank you. business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. on edge hey we live in challenging edgy times so let's lean in i'm sandra bargeman the host of the edge of every day which airs each monday at 7 p.m eastern time on talkradio.nyc tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges that's the edge of every day on mondays at 7 p.m eastern time on talkradio.nyc 
calling all pet lovers. Pet Avengers, assemble! On the Professionals and Animal Lovers show, we believe the bond between animal lovers is incredibly strong. It mirrors that bond between pets and their owners. Through this program, we come together to learn, educate, and advocate. Join us live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. at talkradio.nyc. In a post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be frank about health to advocate for all of us. Are you passionate about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. 